Hello, friends. So glad that you're joining us for our part two of boundary setting, nonviolent communication, and gaslighting. Thank you for being here. Let's dig in. For those who are ready to start working on this nonviolent communication, the first step, not surprisingly at all, is to be present with the person in front of you. Eliminate your distractions. Don't be on your phone. Listen actively and attentively. And listening actively and attentively is more than just hearing those words enter your brain and go out the other side. Second, approach the conversation with curiosity and empathy. A little bit what I was saying earlier. Listen to somebody with an open mind and an open heart, not just waiting for them to stop talking so you can say what you've been waiting to say. Listen fully without judgment. Be open to having your mind changed. Maybe they're going to say something that does completely shake up your opinion or your value on something. And lastly, focus on what matters. And what matters is the person sitting in front of you. They're coming from a place of need. We are coming from a place of need. We want to be understood and we want to understand. That's what matters within this communication style. And along the way, as we were saying, learning to be assertive and learning to be direct, find your authentic voice, express your needs and listen deeply to other people's needs. It's pretty simple, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's important to remember that when you decide to start doing these things, it's not going to be perfect. You probably will cross your own or others will cross your boundaries. But keep in mind that the person that you're setting the boundary with is probably not going to be extremely receptive right away. You're not doing this for them. Yeah. You're doing this for you, for your peace of mind, for your inner peace, for your energy conservation, for, you know, all of these basically as an act of self-care. And it stings all of the sudden because it does feel a little bit like you're getting rejected as the other person. They will get over it. Do not go back to your people-pleasing tendencies. Express your needs, like Carrie is saying. Find an authentic voice. It's okay to change and stop worrying about what's expected of you and how you have always been. Over the long run, I believe it will improve the relationship. Although it can sting at first, like Abby's mm-hmm. saying, and the other person might feel uncomfortable that you're suddenly drawing this boundary and being quote unquote selfish, you're not. I think over time, them learning to respect that boundary and respect that you have boundaries will improve your relationship with each other and possibly the way that they operate with other people as well. This is just a beautiful skill for us all to share and pass and learn to be better at. I have a story directly related to this where Andy and I are planning this big trip and it has been a long time coming, but it is a lot of work to plan. And there are times when he's talking to me and I'm wanting to show him something and we're both just kind of talking over each other and we're not listening to each other. And we can tell that the other person isn't understanding us because we're not communicating well, and we're getting frustrated. And this happened a few weeks, probably a month ago at this point. And I said, we had this like kind of quick argument spat and I walked away 
And a few minutes later, he came into the living room and he was changing the subject to kind of move on with our evening. And I said, actually, thank you for giving me a few minutes to think. What I observe is happening is that I want to be understood and I want to make sure that you're listening to me. And I understand you're coming from the same place. You want me to listen to you and you want me to understand you. Can we agree that when we are in this pattern of talking over each other and we're kind of saying the exact same thing, we each want validation that the other has heard each other. Can we both get better at recognizing this pattern? So next time when it comes up, we can hit pause before we argue. Mm. And it happened. It happened a few weeks later. And Andy said, hang on, I think we're doing that thing where we're trying to understand each other. And I said, oh my God, I think you're right. And we stopped and he spoke for a while and I just listened to him. And then I spoke and he listened to me and it was so smooth and it went well. And it wasn't that hard, you guys. Like we just spoke calmly, but it was game changing for us because we can get riled up so quickly when all it needs to happen is let's time out. Let's take a pause, mm-hmm. breathe. I'm going to listen to you. you you're going to listen to me. So it's are possible. you two the Gottmans? You guys are so mature. <laughs> that is very mature. And I think that that's something that uh, relational maturity and willingness to work together makes such a difference. You both are noticing, okay, this is a boundary that we put in place with each other and ourselves. And unless you honor that, you don't know what's going to happen. But the outcome was much more smooth than it could have been because both of you decided, hey, yes, we're sticking to this. Yeah, it gives me hope for being a boundary setter. Yeah. (laughs) And now you are not, there will not be a cap that goes unturned. (laughs) That I don't know. That's a long-standing habit for him. And there is also, I think we should get into gaslighting, especially when you start setting boundaries, people will say, you don't need that. That's not actually how you feel. And there's also gaslighting of ourselves. So gaslighting. This Mm. is a a trigger warning (laughs) for everybody. You know, it could get a little bit uncomfortable because a lot of us experience it or do it to ourselves. And we don't, it's a buzzword, but we tend to think of it as being something that's extremely dramatic or, you know, life altering from people. And it can be. I think that's yes. what we need to, there are, Yes. this is on a spectrum, just like everything else. There are times when gaslighting is accidental and meant to, I was telling Abby, Andy texted me yesterday and said he had this issue at work and he felt silly or dumb. And I immediately wanted to say, I'm sure it wasn't as bad as you think it was, which is a form of gaslighting. That would be me not validating the way he saw that situation or how he was feeling about it because I had that need to comfort and fix like, oh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. But then there's gaslighting that is full on manipulation, abuse. I did not say that. You're crazy. I've never hit you before. You're just making that up, kind of making somebody feel like they are legitimately insane kind of level of abuse on the other end. So wide range of gaslighting here. Gaslighting happens when the, for lack of a better term, we'll call them the abuser. They try to control 
somebody else by essentially distorting or twisting their reality. So like Carrie, you're saying, I did not do that when, yeah, they did. But you know, those types of offenses occur often enough that the person who's receiving it starts to think, okay, well, maybe I am crazy. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I am remembering that differently. And you get into a space where it's happened so many times that you can't trust yourself at all. Um, I have an example of something that was said to me once that now I share with people as a joke, but um, it was, who are you going to believe me or what you think you saw? And that was, you know, that's kind of definitely not the highest form of gaslighting, but it's, it's a little bit higher level. And a lot of us have probably experienced something similar. A very common one is, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that one we've said to others, I'm sure others have said to us, it's not accepting responsibility for your own actions. It's crossing a boundary. It's, I'm sorry you feel like I did that. I'm sorry you're upset based on something you think happened that kind of right i am allowed to behave however i want but if you get upset by that i'm sorry you're so weak that you got upset by my behavior Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and these things happen in romantic relationships platonic Mm -hmm. relationships family relationships at work it can happen so it's not just something that it's between a boyfriend and a girlfriend or boyfriend boyfriend girlfriend anything like that It, it can happen in any sort of relationship and it's gross. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a sense of it gives the person who's doing it a sense of control. If I say this, then I know what the outcome's going to be. It's manipulating the it's world manipulating. and yeah. the people around you to fit into the way you want it to be portrayed. It's yeah. like the example you were talking about Abby was a bad behavior that you witnessed and then the person rather than taking responsibility for their bad behavior said are you going to believe me or what you think you saw? Think you saw. Making you like, think damn, like, maybe my eyes don't work. Did I, I don't not know. see exactly what I saw? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So that form of manipulation, I think is the scariest versus the, I'm going to put it as like compassionate gaslighting. What I was trying to do mm-hmm. with Andy, mm-hmm. like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. That still isn't compassion. It's just me trying to help and comfort yeah we want to validate how other people are feeling not make them think that they're wrong for feeling that way Mm -hmm. anyway exactly and it it, back to the manipulation a lot of things Mm -hmm. these are just some examples but you hear people say uh, that never happened you know it did but then you start questioning okay maybe it didn't or uh they'll they'll bring in other people you're being crazy and everyone else i've talked to thinks the same thing oh yes that's a big one and they haven't probably even talked to anybody. Anything that alters the other person's sense of reality. How do we tie gaslighting into boundary settings, either from others or with ourselves? And how do we get away from those situations? So I'm more comfortable starting again with myself. So when I have the thought of maybe I'm just overreacting and that's not really how I feel. I think the first thing is to say, well, hold on, I'm feeling something. So what am I feeling? Identifying how I actually feel and understanding that is step one for me, because then regardless if somebody else is telling me that didn't happen, or if I'm trying to tell myself it didn't happen the way that I remember, this is what I'm currently Mm -hmm. experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. 
And then getting back to that open communication and being assertive and direct and saying, it is not okay for this behavior to occur. I want to understand why you feel like you need to control this situation, but I also won't just sit here and be a pawn in your little manipulation game. Where do you feel like you can start with noticing gaslighting within yourself or other relationships? I'm right on the same page as you are now that I'm, you know, we talked about just kind of eliminating the relationships that included higher forms of gaslighting. Mm -hmm. Maybe at work, uh, it would be, you get something from somebody that says, are you sure you didn't get that email? Because I know I sent it. Or, oh, why do you feel that way? Other people have it so much worse. Mm. That's another big one. Yep. Anything that invalidates yeah. my experience or my feelings, that's where I want to start. It, in the past and up until now, I've done a lot of just, which took me a lot of work, not reacting. Mm -hmm. So somebody will say something and I choose to just go along with it. Oh, you know what? You probably did. I just maybe deleted it on accident, even though I know that they didn't. I would like to start there. I do gaslight myself in the same way that you do, Carrie, where it's very much like I don't actually feel that way. Or, you know what? My memory is pretty bad, so maybe I'm remembering it wrong, that kind of thing. What can your response be from a Nonviolent communication, healthy boundary setting rule. Yeah, I think what I'd like to work on is not agreeing with them if I really feel that they are misleading me. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would ever just call them out because that's unnecessary drama. But I think instead of saying, oh, you probably did, I'm just remembering it wrong, I would say, do you mind sending it? Or if you've already sent it, do you mind sending it again? Something polite and direct that doesn't blame me. Okay. Because you were taking responsibility for when other people would say, like, you didn't get that or whatever. Yeah, I, would I say, you're, you you're probably right. I probably deleted it even though I didn't mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that. And then I bitch about it to you or something. <laughs> so it's like, can you believe the, the audacity? But I think I would just clearly communicate. I didn't receive it. Do you mind resending it or something polite, but very much that's not, you're right. I'm wrong. Let's talk a little bit more about those sticky interpersonal mm -hmm. relationships when somebody does behave poorly and you use that nonviolent communication to say, I noticed this. It made me feel this way. I need this. How can we solve this? And they continue, I guess, to gaslight from that point. Within nonviolent communication, it is our goal to express our needs it is also the goal to hear and understand that person's needs. Mm -hmm. If somebody is gaslighting you, their needs need to disappear from your worries. And it needs to be, okay, well, if that's really how you see the situation, I fundamentally disagree with you. And I think because of that, we need to strike this new boundary where we don't participate in this activity, or if this subject comes up, I'm going to change the topic or end the conversation. Don't feel like you have to keep being polite and seeking to understand them if they are not granting that same respect to you. If they are only seeking to be understood but not understand, that's a perfect example of time to draw a boundary with that person. That's a very good point to call out because you think of these people who have 200 people in their friendship circle. 
you could probably narrow it down to two or three who actually want to hear what you're saying and don't just want to be heard. And I think setting boundaries with those other 198 is a good place to start. And Carrie, you gave some examples of how to deal with someone. What is something that's short and to the point you can say to somebody who is gaslighting you? Some examples are, I do not have to say yes to doing things that I don't want to do. And that's a great reminder to yourself. But if somebody is pressuring you into a situation, when you say no, people should listen to you. And that's something you can say to yourself too. When I say no, people should listen to me. I am not to blame for other people's failures. I am not to blame for other people's emotional reactions, especially if I am going into that with the idea of understanding. And if they blow up, that's their choice. They are choosing that reaction. I deserve to be treated with kindness. I don't have to be kind to people who are cruel to me because that's not being kind to myself. I deserve to be treated well. I am allowed to disagree with people and it's allowed to be civil. We can disagree and it's okay. We can still be friends and disagree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's normal to feel differently from other people. We are not all going to see things the same way. We all have different cultures and we were brought up differently and different behavioral coping mechanisms and patterns. So we are going to see the world differently. And if we can, again, come back to that nonviolent communication and begin to understand, oh, you see the world like this, that helps me understand you a lot better. I see the world like this, and I hope that helps you understand me better too. I like that one. I think that's one of my favorites of all of them that you listed because it can go in so many different directions. I think often... People feel if they're in any type of relationship, friendship, romantic, or otherwise, you expect to have all of these things in common with somebody. Mm -hmm. You watch something different than I do. Ooh, that's a red flag. You participate in this extracurricular. That's a red flag. You enjoy this as a hobby. You think this way politically. There is nobody out there that's going to be exactly identical to you. So how do we learn to accept those things without using it against them or thinking Uh of it as being negative? And if we can approach people with more open-heartedness, open-mindedness, and curiosity, that is obviously going to help the world be a better place mm-hmm. overall until it gets to the point that they are using that against you or gaslighting or whatever that looks like. And that line's going to be a little different for everybody and every situation. But once it gets to that point where you have drawn that boundary and they are choosing to ignore it or bullying you for having a boundary, it could be time to let that person go from your life. Maybe not forever, but maybe a while to let yourself again, get in touch with your own voice and let them know that you're serious. I deserve to be treated with respect. So if you're not going to, I don't think we can continue this friendship, relationship, whatever. And then stick to it. Yeah. And that's That's hard. hard part. Yeah. It's all hard. It's hard being human. It's weird. How do you think that your life would be different if you learned to consistently set and stick to boundaries? I think I would be more content because I would feel like I was honoring my voice and my needs instead of feeling like, 
oh, I can't believe this person is crossing a boundary that I never expressed to them. And now I'm going to be resentful, even though they have no idea that I'm feeling upset because I'm telling them everything's fine mm -hmm. because I'm too scared of the confrontation. If I could learn to set those boundaries, not only would I feel like I was being respectful to myself, but also to that relationship, because then I would be more honest and open about what I'm feeling, what I need. And that's hard. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That what about a you? Great response. I can't. Same. <laughs> Content is a great word for it. I think I would feel more confident. Yeah. Too. Because when I let people, I don't want to call it walk all over me because I really don't have anyone in my life that just blatantly disrespects me on the daily. But truly, I think I would feel more confident because I understand the importance of boundary setting and it would really help to weed out those relationships or those interactions that you do not want to have that stress you out. And you'd feel like a badass for being like, I created this life for myself. I created this, I hate to use the word comfort, but I created this comfort. I created this happiness because there's kind of or a lightness, mm -hmm. of a, a lightness or an airiness that would follow me. But I would say I would be more confident in my ability to do things and I would have more time to focus on what matters and it would eliminate yeah. a lot of unnecessary negative thought patterns. The way you said confident too, it is empowering. It's empowering to stick up for yourself, even if it's not somebody bullying you, but just stick up for yourself and say, this is my authentic voice. I'm saying it in a polite way. If you don't like it, that's, you know, that's your reaction, but I can't carry that for you because I'm expressing my own needs and you're responsible for expressing your needs. Yeah. Next week we will have Brian Ulrich, a couples therapist slash coach on. So it's a great time to start practicing communicating with people that you're in relationships with, because next week you'll be able to hear even more on it. When this episode is airing, Abby and I will be humans in person with each other. Oh my God. Not just across a computer screen for the first time ever. This is where Carrie finds out that she has been catfished for two years. <laughs> <laughs> if you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Being Human is Weird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you. So slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. <laughs>